Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Snyder, and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're continuing with our Montessori summer series about Montessori outside the classroom. In the previous few episodes, we've talked about home environments, the prepared environment, space and time, things that can primarily happen at home that translate beautifully from the classroom environment to the home environment. And today, we're taking things outside the home. We're talking about activities. We're talking about actually following the child. And so you may not have heard the phrase, follow the child previously. If you listened to episode 44 or checked out the blog, there's a post called follow the child. And you might've heard this previously, but if not, those are good places to start. In essence, follow the child means a child will show us exactly what they need. You're probably more familiar with this than you might think. Every parent knows the signs that their child is in need of a nap or a hug or a snack. We know when a child is teething. We know when a child needs to use the toilet. All of those are deduced through these cues that we can put under the umbrella called follow the child. Pay attention, look for the signs, listen, and a child will show you what they need. In the context of Montessori, we're raising our awareness, identifying not only what a child is ready for, but also what, if anything, we need to do about it. So not just noticing that perhaps a, that child needs to use the toilet, but also what, if anything, do I need to do about it? Do I need to remind this child where the bathroom is? Does this child need help with the bathroom? Is somebody in there taking a long time? What, if anything, do I need to do about it? Sometimes we need to do something, such as a wiggly or cranky child needing to be done with errands and have some space and time for themselves. Sometimes we need to not do anything. Sometimes we need to sit on our hands and bite our tongues, such as when a child's concentrating. Their brow might be furrowed, they're biting their tongue, they're working really, really hard on a task that we could achieve in moments. In both scenarios, a child is showing us what they need. It's up to us to pay attention to the signs and to listen and to choose how to act. This is not to say every option is an option. And this is something that we talk about in that episode 44 and in the blog post called Follow the Child. A child climbing the fence when a lion sleeps on the other other side is not to be followed. This is an easy mistake to make. The tongue-in-cheek joke goes, follow a child off a cliff. We're not blindly following a child. We're not saying, oh yes, you are showing me that you need to do this. Go ahead. We're the adults. Our first responsibility is to care for a child's well-being. And merely being attentive to the signs a child is giving is not enough. We still have to act in the child's best interest. We still have to be the adults. We still have to use our increased cognition, our increased logic, our increased awareness of what could happen in order to keep a child safe, psychologically safe, 
knowing who's in charge of this bus, who's driving this bus. It's unsafe for a child when they feel like they're in charge. I'm three and I'm in charge. That feels psychologically unsafe. Or to keep a child physically safe. If a child is getting themselves into an unsafe situation, following the child means gently helping them out of that situation. Follow the child also means if a child is showing interest in climbing, to provide safe opportunities for climbing. Find a park with a jungle gym, not to say, oh, a child is climbing the bookshelf. Clearly, they're interested in climbing and I should follow them. This is following a child off the cliff, finding a safe outlet for the natural development that they are demonstrating is the true nature of following the child. So here comes our activity. Summer, with increased opportunity for adventure and sometimes different schedules, is a great opportunity to actually, physically, follow the child. And so we put together a few ideas. First, go on a walk. After dinner or after nap or whenever is convenient, go on a walk with your child. Have no destination in mind. Maybe it would be helpful to set a timer for when you might need to start moving back home, but just start. Follow the child. Where should we go? Are, are they eager to set out? Are they finding a walking stick and striding confidently? Or... Are there ants working their way out of a crack in the sidewalk, not even one house down the street? Is there a conversation to be had, or is this a time for waking up or for winding down and just enjoying one another's company? Your child will tell and show you what they need in their own way. You might make it all the way around the block. You might make it partway down the street. You might make it further than you thought your child was capable of. Following the child means being ready for what they are ready for. Our next suggestion is find an adventure. Is the neighborhood park calling your name? Do you have a membership or a yearning to visit the zoo? Is it finally warm enough for sand between your toes and salt water in your hair? So what do we want to do while we're here? Sit in the shade and read a book? Take a nap with the sun as our blanket? Spend the whole day counting spots on a giraffe or run through the whole menagerie lightning quick. A child will tell you what they want to do and you get to choose how to respond. Our third suggestion, our last suggestion is make waiting listening. We all have those few in-between minutes. We thought the dentist appointment was at 2, but it's actually at 2.30. A sibling isn't quite done with their activity yet and we have a few minutes. That actually went quicker than we had planned, and now we have some time. What to do? Use your expertise in your child to know what to do. Is it good to be quiet and cool in the air conditioning? Is this the perfect time to play together? Swinging as high as you can or encouraging, run as fast as you can, ready, set, go, in this wide open park while T-ball is finishing up? You know your child best. You are the expert in your child. You know exactly what this moment requires, and this is what following the child is truly about. Following the child means not having an agenda, not making a plan for building a sandcastle and flying a kite and finishing the evening with hot dogs at the beach, or making sure to see the top five animals at the zoo, not having an agenda not having a plan. 
The child's development is our only plan. It doesn't need to take over everything. We are acutely aware of all the other stuff that needs to happen in order to function as a, as a family, which is why in a Montessori classroom, the prepared environment, everything stays the same every day. The routine, the space stays the same every day. We don't need to make it to soccer practice on time. Or unlike a family, we don't need to squeeze in a quick trip to the grocery store or make sure everyone is fed and bathed before bedtime. In the classroom, we have the luxury of just meeting the needs of this group of children these few hours each day. We have the luxury of following the child all day. But taking time and making time to follow the child can be joyful. It can be a time to eagerly anticipate what you see just on the horizon. Perhaps without a spontaneous trip to the zoo, we might not see how close a child is to reading or how much they've grown. And now all of those swimming lessons that were so challenging have manifested into a real swimmer or how big you are. You walked a mile. That's amazing. We can see what's just ahead and we can see all that has been and what has passed in just the blink of an eye. Memories are made in these moments of following the child. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondec, and email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. Until next time.